Attention listeners, the MFAB podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Today on the MFAB podcast, we watch 2001's Hardball and 1992's Pet Cemetery 2. So there's no need to practice, because we're watching Rabbit's Fuck. And enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Always, welcome back to another great edition of the Movies for Me to Be podcast, otherwise known as the MFAB podcast. Uh, like I said, as always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thanks for joining us once again. Yeah, um, yeah we are back at it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know we want to say stuff about that, but yeah, it doesn't yeah, really matter. No, we won't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got a couple... Ready to get this going. We got great. Some, we got movies today. Always. Yeah. Movies. Really? That's what we do here? Yeah, we review them, apparently. Holy shit. It's oh, crazy. <laughs> we give our <laughs> shitty ratings. Yeah, yeah. Usually, um, usually knock on them pretty hard. Oh yeah, and I have a feeling you're gonna knock pretty hard on this first one. Yeah, so. yeah I have a, I have a good this feeling is, I am too. <laughs> this is why I chose this because Gavin. A little before I, I give you this movie, I'm just gonna tell you it takes place in Chicago. Yeah. I my heart is in Chicago. I know I'm not from there. I'm not from Illinois, but I have family there. Chicago has a huge. It's very special to me. I love Chicago. Gavin, on the other hand, I send my feces to Chicago <laughs> because that's where it belongs with all the rest of the trash people. <laughs> Gavin hates Chicago, so I kind of wanted to pick a movie that took place in Chicago that pretty much appealed to what Gavin thinks of Chicago. So, for uh, our first hey, movie, say thanks, but I'm pretty sure knows <laughs> is the word you were looking for there. <laughs> so, with that being said, our first movie up for today is 2001's Hardball. Star, directed by Brian Robbins, starring Keanu Reeves, Diane Lane, and John Hawks. Anybody um, else? Just those three? Um, well, yeah, there's other people. Palling around? Yeah. There's a bunch of little kids in this, too. Oh, yeah, a bunch yeah. of kids. Yep. Yeah. And we'll get into some more of the actors as we uh, meet them through there, because some interesting facts. What's the about song them. they open up on? I forgot to write it down. Uh, like, open, open up on? Or, like... When they do play the credits, I'm pretty sure when it's opening, they had in like a church? some song about ghetto. Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah, I was trying to pick up on the songs, but yeah. Yeah, this is like poor man's Mighty Ducks, pretty much. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. This is like 2000s like Mighty Ducks, ghetto Mighty Ducks, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we open up on this beautiful church, like you know, nice shots of this gorgeous empty church, pretty much. Um, we see. Well, then we really kind of open up on Keanu walking around drinking. Yeah, but we see him in the church first. Uh, I thought we saw him drink and then go into the church. It might have been that. But basically, yeah, that's why I got his Connor getting drunk and praying. Okay. But yeah, he's basically in the church, and the priest is like, what are you praying for? Forgiveness, whatever this. And he's like, I'm praying for the bulls to cover the spread. Because he's clearly a piece of shit person for Connor. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, all my stereotypes rolled into one, one person here. <laughs> so... Um, He's pretty much in a really deep hole from gambling, sports bets. Cannot get away from that. Um, we see him get his ass kicked by his bookie, or one of the bookies that he deals with. He doesn't really get his ass kicked, though, because he's better at kicking his yeah. own ass. Well, he punches him. This is the, the bartender he owes money to. Yeah. One of many people he owes yes, money to. Yes, yes. Um, he's like, you think you can kick my ass? Nobody kicks my ass like me. And yeah. like punches the car window and then bashes the head and into the bar's window and yeah and smashes that out for yeah. what, i don't know why why you would do this fucking nuts apparently. i mean you're well you're gonna get your ass kicked why fucking do it yourself right make them work yeah but remember he is the one 
Yeah, well, he is also from <laughs> Chicago, apparently, which means he doesn't know, I don't know, how to do things properly. I guess. So he smashes his own head? <laughs> so, yeah. He, uh... And, yeah, he gets up, or he goes to jail, goes home, meets up with this other bookie, this barber, that he owes money to. There's a whole thing about how he owes money to this one guy, so he borrowed money from another guy to pay him, and yeah. he's in a hole with both of them, so... There was one funny part when he's in jail in the lockup, and his buddy comes up. Yeah. What's his buddy's name again? Tipsy or Ticky? Ticky, comes up and he says, "Yeah, you got Zachly breath." It's like, "What's that? Your breath smells exactly like your ass." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Got it cracked up with that. So he gets out of jail, and uh, he goes to. I'm assuming, I don't know how he knows this guy, this Jimmy Fleming guy who. uh, works at this like stockbroker place yeah i was kind of wondering why he knew him yeah i don't know like, how old friend maybe or cousin something i don't yeah, know maybe basically this guy like really rich dude that works at a investment firm i'm assuming broker yeah broker yeah he tells him hey can you give me a loan i'm in some deep shit whatever <laughs> just need like twelve thousand bucks yeah <laughs> and just drop in the bucket come on yeah man. and you know i'm good for it come on man um he's like i got a better idea for you i'm gonna pay you 500 bucks a week you're going to go coach this little league team. Gives him a check for 500 yep. And then this, I had forgotten everything you had told me about this movie mm-hmm. when I started to watch this. And right after that scene, it cuts to shots of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, this takes place in shit town. <laughs> oh, you forgot this was in Chicago? Yeah, I totally fucking <laughs> forgot. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah, fucking A. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because after that, he leaves the place and we are welcoming into probably... Where most of the rest of the movie is going to be shot at. In the ghetto. Yes, the ghetto. The glorious, the infamous, and I say glorious, Cabrini Green Housing Project in Chicago. I've walked uh, past there before. Yeah, I don't think it's no longer there. I think they tore it down because of just how Well, this was years and years ago. Yeah, but shitty and dangerous it was. But, yeah. Um, it's. I know some of the buildings were there when I walked by anyways. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. It wasn't torn down that long ago yeah, if it, it was. was but it was like 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. and it was cold. How are you still alive? <laughs> yeah, it was light out. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, we meet the team, just this uh, ragtag group of little little black kids. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't think that matters, but yeah. Well, I mean, little kids. Little kids. Okay. Well, let's say little kids. Um, but they are like just fighting with each other. They're not even playing baseball. Yeah, some of them were straight up fighting too. Yep. Like I they literally just drop the guns. Like, oh, you think you can fight me? Come on, let's go, man. And uh, he meets the team. And he's like, where is everybody? Because there's a couple of people short. Yeah, two kids short. Yep, Kofi and Ray Ray. Um, they tell him, well, the teacher won't let him play. I could have sworn they were saying coffee. Coffee. <laughs> so that's what I wrote down in my notes, coffee. It's Kofi. <laughs> um, they tell him that this teacher won't let him play unless they do these book reports yeah. or whatever. So um, after he learns all this, he goes to this school where they meet this teacher, Miss Wilkes. Uh, Insert generic love interest. Yep, Diane Lane, who... It's kind of just meh. I'd tap it. I would, but it's yeah. just nothing special. She's um, good looking. Yeah, she's all right. So. It's not like she's a you know beast or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, basically, they have a, her and Connor. Connor is Keanu's character. By the way, I don't know if we said anything about that. Yeah. Well, I mentioned his name. Okay. But yeah, Keanu is Connor. Connor. Connor Keanu. Same thing. Yeah, I just call him Shitball One. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she gets him to help with the, these two boys do their book reports or whatever they have to do so they can play. Yeah, because um, he really needs this uh, money. Yeah, 
So he's willing to do anything to get the money. Yep. So he goes back to this bartender, Duffy, tells him, and this bartender basically says, I gave your name to these people, so there's people out looking for you. You're probably going to die. Yeah. So. He sold them out to Goombas. Yeah. It's like, what, so there's going to be people trying to break my thumbs? And two Goombas trying to break my thumbs? Yeah. And the bartender doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks in the other direction. You're yeah. like, oh, shit. Um, but uh, we go back to the baseball diamond the next day. We meet Co- the two kids that couldn't play, Kofi yeah. and Ray Ray. And, and we- their mom. And their mom, and we meet probably the cutest little kid in this movie, yeah. G Baby, just little trash talking fucker. Yeah, two guy. foot tall, you know, probably weighs forty pounds soaking yeah. wet. Cutest little kid ever, um, but he's gonna be on the team too, even though he's way too young. Yeah, but his brother is Coffee or Kofi. Kofi. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, they come and play. They do they have a practice? Not really. Yeah, they don't really practice. They don't need no. They just kind of talk about each other, or talk with each other, don't they? That's not the scene I'm thinking of. They practice like the next time they get together. They don't really practice at all. No, they the don't. Movie. There is no coaching, <laughs> no practicing, no real game playing of all. It's surprising to think that Connor even knows much about baseball, besides what he knows beyond sports betting. So yeah, but. he's just a filthy trash person from Chicago. <laughs> So you think you know about sports being a trash person from Chicago? Probably. I'm, I'm gonna. I want to make a tally of all the times I say trash person from Chicago. <laughs> New drinking game for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's the one, except it's trash person <laughs> from Chicago. <laughs> this will work. You're gonna uh, die probably. Okay. So after <laughs> their practice, air quotes, uh, one of the kids, Jefferson, the little chunky boy on the team yeah who's got with like asthma. asthma and diabetes i'm assuming because he has to keep his sugar levels up yeah I guess. he wasn't yeah. popping insulin throughout the movies so. no but he had a box of sugar babies like, yeah that just one. could be because he's a little fatty <laughs> could be. i need to eat these after yeah <laughs> make sure i get those <laughs> he has to walk home alone um which yeah it's never a good idea in that no, area no um they show him just walking through the projects and it's literally just gang members all over the place yeah um, Although gotta, every time of day they're in that area, someone has a forty in a bag. Yep. Like I noticed that. Right yeah, there's the you know, one scene where the guy just randomly walks by and just like looks at him yeah. and he's got something in a bag. Yeah, it's clearly booze in a bag. <laughs> yeah. So on his way home, he like that's how trash people from Chicago roll. <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> on Jefferson's way home, he uh, he pretty much freaks out and he ends up getting mugged. Yeah, he gets and, his ass kicked. Yeah, by these two older gang members. Yeah. Um, they are not you know kid glove with them either this kid's no. like you know I, 10 10 yeah, yeah somewhere around 10 there. or 11 yeah. and they're kicking the shit they're literally kicking him in the ribs and shit while yep. he's down um uh, did i yeah they don't need to go to the hospital connor goes to the hospital to see jefferson yeah they go to he goes to check it out because he feels bad he feels which is weird for a trash person from chicago <laughs> well jefferson's mom is pretty much like you know Pretty much lays into him. Yeah. And then he tries to, like, be like, it's okay. And he, like, tries to tell Jefferson, we need you, can't wait to see you back out there, yeah, bud. Yeah, he puts that spin on it yeah. because he is a trash person, obviously. <laughs> so he's, he's like, we'll see you on Monday, right? By the way, what number did you want on your uniform? Because, you know, we'll do stuff if you come back, fatty. You yep. need an extra person. You ain't never going to be our coach. <laughs> but uh, we cut back to their next practice. Um, uh, Andre and Kofi, two of the... Members of the team. Andre's one of the guys that has the like, biggest mouth. He's a shit talker. Was that Andre or was that Kofi? Yeah. Andre. 
Andre and well, Andre and Kofi both touch it, but Andre's the yeah. really loud mouth. The dude that used to wear, has the headband all over. Oh, like yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. They have a fight. They don't like each other. Connor breaks it up, and then G Baby kind of lays it in, lays down in slang terms on what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's he's so cute, and it's, it's funny watching this little kid just yeah talk shit, talk shit, and just the words, the profanity that they say. It's so funny. But it so kind of feels like a you know eighties nineties movie because it has that kids swear and stuff. Oh yeah, all the time. Which you don't see nowadays. You yeah. Know? And I put down they actually finally semi practice here, but not really because he yeah. just like hits it's, balls to him. It's more like he's trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Because he hits it to one kid and then Kofi Kofi talks shit to him because he missed it. Mm-hmm. And he hits it to a different kid. Kofi talks shit to that kid. Yeah. So then he like rails when I Kofi, <laughs> and he just like shit ducks out of the yeah. way. So then the coach you know, rails you know, into Kofi. Yeah, rails into Kofi. He's like, okay, no more talking shit, you know. Yeah. What's the matter, Kofi? You scared? <laughs> and then because uh, that's how adults act. Yeah. yeah. But in a sense, he kind of starts to pull the team together. There. He's teaching them a little respect. Yeah. For each like, other. Yeah. Which is they good. all start laughing and joking with each other after that. So he's kind of like turning around slowly. Um, he goes to pay the barber. That he owes money, and he goes home, um, and then the next day he goes to the kids' class to help out. Wearing, like, a very ill-fitting suit. Yeah, <laughs> what's the one kid to say? He's like, why don't, you, why don't your shoes invite the pants down to them so they can have a party? He's <laughs> <laughs> got some high waters on, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh... But I don't know how this is helping the kids with their book reports. He just sits there. Yeah, he comes in, makes an ass out of himself yeah. by spilling his briefcase, which is full of, like, scalping tickets and fucking nudie mags, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't even a brief. It was a suitcase, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't it was even a briefcase. It wasn't a briefcase. <laughs> no. <laughs> and no. like the only thing he says in the classroom is when they ask him like what other books he they like, and the one kid's like Michael Jordan's book, and he's like, "Yes, great piece of this, literature." That's a solid read. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, after that scene, we uh, well, Kofi talks about dads and how oh, they never come home, right? Because mm-hmm. in the book, what was it, A Wrinkle, a, a in, wrinkle time? in Time? I never yeah. read that one. So. Me neither. So. But yeah, they're all about. Kofi didn't say anything because she didn't think he read it, and then he like really, you know, dropped some knowledge on her. Yeah, it's like whoa, it's fucking deep, man. So we go to their first game. And they get their uniforms. Or they're just these crappy T-shirts. Yeah. Their team is the Cucumbers. The cucumbers. Cucumbers. <laughs> the cucumbers. All I could think every time <laughs> yeah. I heard it, cucumbers. <laughs> all these teams have goofy names too. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know if that's a thing in, you know. I I, I don't it? know. Little League. Little League. Yeah. I've never seen team the teams with these names, but they're just, they're not your generic team names. Yeah. They're not like, you know, Wildcats or Tigers or nothing. No, it's definitely like all, like, just, I don't know, African tribe names. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's what it that says in the trivia here, that yeah. all the, the team names are named after some African tribes. So there's, yeah. there's a bunch of weird names, but they are kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Chicago thing or whatever. Could be. I don't know. I emphasis on shit. Chicago. <laughs> never call it by its right name <laughs> uh but anyways they get all their uniforms and this is a sad part because there's not one for g baby because yeah. he's like two weeks too young to play yeah um or two months or whatever and he doesn't get a uniform but he's like connor's like you're still on the team though don't worry about it i was waiting for him to be like oh you can be our hype man or something yeah you know because he's a little shit talker yeah he's their yeah. mascot pretty much yeah he's a little cucumber <laughs> <laughs> a little cucumber <laughs> Just paint them green. <laughs> um, in the first game, obviously these kids suck because they haven't practiced. Yeah, they get their ass handed to them. Yeah. Like um, 14 to 1. 
all hardcore. Yeah, although Kofi does hit uh, an inside the park home run because yeah. the other team just like obviously sucks for like one. Yeah, one, one play. play. They're yeah. not going to be good. Yeah, and like, oh, I can't throw the ball. I can't catch the ball. Man, whatever. We can't have them, you know, lose every or lose a solid like getting skunked out game. Right. We got to have them get at least one score. Yeah. So, uh, the game gets called because what? Are they, they can't play after six thirty. Yeah, they can't start another inning after six thirty. Yeah. They're already up sixteen to one. They're in the ghetto. <laughs> There's um, too many trash people around. You yeah. gotta gotta get everybody home. <laughs> Kofi and Andre have another fight, and this is when Kofi just quits. Yeah. I quit, and I run off, so. Connor takes everybody out for pizza. Yeah. So, um, they go to this little pizza joint, and he pays for the pizza. He tries, there's these two guys behind the counter, and he tries to sell them, give them hockey tickets. And there's two black guys, and they're like, yeah, we love hockey. We watched the... The Negro Hockey League. Yeah. <laughs> So he ends up having to give him like Bulls tickets. Yeah. Was it and Bulls Knicks or Bulls? Bulls Miami? Mavericks, I think. Mavericks, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but he basically, you know, because he's a ticket scalper, that's kind of yeah. how he makes money. So he pays for the pizzas with tickets, courtside seats, pretty much. Yeah, which I think he could have probably given him one ticket and it would have cost that much. Well, I Maybe don't, I, I don't know that year. Was it forty-seven bucks? And I think it was supposed to take place in like ninety to ninety-eight or somewhere around there. Um, They're courtside though. Yeah, those are decent seats. Courtside for that era. I'm I'm going into my sports knowledge here. That era after Jordan left, when the Bulls were shit, courtside seats there probably weren't much. Yeah, I guess so. But still, um, that's how I paid for pizza. Yeah. And then the the kids are the kids are actually in good spirits. Yeah. Kinda, even after getting their asses handed to them, because they're like, you know, if I hit a home run, you want to buy me pizza? And he's like, yeah, we'll go over pizza. Yeah, these yeah. kids love pizza. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's all I got to bribe them with, apparently. Yep. But and, they want to uh, go to the ship. To go to the ship. Going to the ship, yeah. y'all. Go in. They said this big ass chant. So that's their goal. The um, ship is the championship. Oh. Yeah, it took me a while to figure that one out. See, I thought like the grand prize was like a trip on some pirate ship yeah, or some or cruise like ship cruise or something. Or... Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Duh. I seriously <laughs> didn't know for like the first ten minutes. <laughs> I had to think about it. So after they, you know, eat pizza or whatever, Connor goes and drops them off. Um, he takes Andre home. And this yeah, is walks where him home. You kind of see that baseball is really all these kids have because he yeah. walks them through the housing projects, and it's sad. And he's, he's like, like what, why? Do you, what do you do for fun? And kid's like, well, we play baseball with you. Yeah. And he, he asks him, like, why is everybody sitting on the ground? Because as you walk through the hallways, each one of these doors has grates on yeah. it. They don't have actual doors, <laughs> nope. apparently. Nope. I, if this is how you know this side of the world lives, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it's sad. Because yeah. Andre's like, "Well, you stay below the windows." Yeah. And he's like, "Why? Bullets." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh shit!" Oh, we kind of skipped over that too, where they were walking home earlier, and they hear the gunshots, and both of them are like, "Oh yeah, Glock, Glock, nah, millimeter," nah, <laughs> and then just yeah. keep walking like yeah. nothing happened. Him and Jamal, uh, yeah, this character Jamal, we'll get into him here in a few minutes. Um, but yeah. Uh, the next game, the kids are starting to play better. Um, one of the kids on the team, Miles, is like, Coach, you need to let me pitch. So they let him pitch. Yeah. The only thing about him is though he is constantly have like headphones on. Yeah, he's always listening to music. Yep. And uh, he goes out there and starts dancing on the mound and then yeah. just like strikes every fucking kid yeah, out. Yeah, like no hits that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we find out, or Connor asks G-Baby what he's listening to, and he's like, same song, over and over. And it's Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G. So yeah. I think everybody knows that song. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah. 
Um, and both behind Miles is pitching, the team wins their game. Um, he uh, picks him up from school. Some of the kids from school, so he takes them to practice. That's when he tries hitting on the teacher, right? Yep. He actually gets a maybe date yeah. from her. And that's when one of the kids is like, are you trying to get Miss Wilkes? He's like, no. He's like, good, because I tried getting that last year, and she ain't having she none ain't of that. <laughs> um, so the next game or practice, G-Baby's like, uh, Kofi wants to come back. Like, Got to renegotiate his contract. Yeah, though. and this is so cute. He's like... <laughs> Him and he tells Connor, you know, the stipulations of him coming back. And it's like, you got to tell Andre I'm the best player on the team. And only I get pizza when I hit a home, he hits yeah. home run. And then Connor lays down the law and he's like, oh, I'll have to discuss it with my client. <laughs> it's cute as shit. And then Kofi does come back, joins the team. Yeah. Um, next game, Miss Wilkes comes to the game. They win. And then she agrees to a date. Um, and then before he goes to the date, Connor goes with Tiki to see this, uh, I don't know what it... A third bookie, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Fink is his name. Yep. Um, played by Mark Margolis. Yeah. Very familiar face. Yeah, he was in Breaking Bad. That's why I recognize him from right off the bat. I recognize him from Scarface. He was the creepy guy who wanted to blow up the car with the kids in it. Yeah, in Breaking Bad, he's the guy in the wheelchair who shits himself and then eventually blows up. <laughs> okay. Right. No, it's awesome. I haven't gotten that far in Breaking Bad yet. Oh, so. you should really catch up. <laughs> I know. That's fucking... I'm in the middle of Shameless right now, so... Let's fucking blaze through that shit. I'm trying. That's just 90% sex. Shameless. It's probably why I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone's watching it. <laughs> it's funny. And it takes place in Chicago, too. shit Chicago. <laughs> You know why, right? Because they're trash people. <laughs> they're not, like, improving my opinion on them at all. I have a feel if Kyle's listening to this show, this episode, he's getting a good kick out of it. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> if you're listening, Kyle, thanks. Yeah. We all know an asshole named Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, he gets registered by this bookie, because this bookie takes, like, huge bets. Um, basically, he's going to... He wants to bet 12K yeah, which, that he doesn't fucking have. Yeah, I don't know how you don't have to put down any like show of proof that you have this money. Like, well, I mean, you got legs. That's true. So if you don't pay <laughs> okay. up, they'll break them. Okay. I mean. Yeah. So, um, but he, the whole, his whole thing about placing this big bet is because the Bulls are going to play Miami. And since Jordan left, the Bulls have never covered the spread against Miami at home. Yeah. And he's like, obviously, this is a shoe-in. So he calls in. And he's going to pick the Bulls not to cover the spread. But then he's like, fuck it. They're going to cover. Yeah, which I don't know why you do that on 12K bet. But yeah, he just had a had an inkling, like, maybe this is the time that they're going to cover. Gambler's so, intuition. Yeah. So uh, um, he's kind of kind of going out on a big, big you know threat here. So Yeah. Um, he goes on his date. He sets up an account, essentially. He doesn't make the bet then. Oh, when he, at the meeting, yeah. Yeah, he goes he home just, and calls in under the number. Yeah. And uh, his handle that he calls in under is Cucumbus. Yeah, Cucumbus. <laughs> Cucumbus. So um, after he places his bet, he goes on a date. and Worst date ever. Yeah. He's like a five minutes in. Fucking dick. Like, she um, knows he's not a fucking broker at whatever. Smith and Stevens Securities yeah. or whatever, yeah. And, you know, he's done lying, so he's going to be a dick about it. Yeah, so... He's going to slip into his, you know, classic Chicago trash person <laughs> way of life and just be a complete cunt about this whole thing. Pretty much, geez, dropping the C-bomb, holy fuck. <laughs> hey, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, this, like, obviously, like, the stress of this bet, I think, got to him here. Or cause... just being born in that area. <laughs> anyway, he basically, like, blows her off on this date. Um, and their next game is against this team called the Buaz. Oh, and the coach of this team is a fucking dick. He is like the epitome. Classic Chicago trash person. Yeah, like if you've ever played, you know, sports when you were little, there was always one team who had a coach like this, and it's, you still hate him to this day. Yeah, this is the rival team in any like inspirational kids sports yeah. movie, like Mighty Ducks or Bad News Bears or mm-hmm. anything like that. This yeah. is the better team that has the better equipment. That fucking everything's better for yep. them. They win. That's yep. it. And the, the coach just makes you angry because he's yeah. such a jerk because um, he he goes through the birth records of the fucking kids so he can find out one of them's like two weeks young yep. so he can't play yep. so and that's kick him off the team that's two weeks jamal. older yeah. yeah that's jamal he's two weeks older who jamal is played in this movie this is his first feature role by michael b jordan um yeah. he's actually a pretty big star now he's actually was in the new creed movie he was in the new fantastic four movie he was in chronicle that's right chronicle from. yep um fruitvale station was his big breakout yeah. role but yeah um, this is his first film role, so kind of cool there. Um, but yeah, he has to. Says Jamal, I can't play. You're too old. Yeah. And Jamal literally just runs away. That's pretty much the last we see of him. Almost the last. Almost. We see him. But uh, um, they feel they go take the field. Miles starts pitching. Yeah, man, he's pitching good. Good. He's on fire like always. Always. And this is when the other coach is like, hey. What? He can't wear those headphones. Yeah, it's it's a safety issue. What if he What if he gets hit because he can't hear? Which doesn't make any fucking sense. But yeah. you know, trash, Chicago yeah. people and even trash the Chicago the, people. Yeah, the president of the league there is too, and he's like, he makes a good point and all this, and like, yeah, that guy's shut a fucking the fuck tool. up. <laughs> he's got to be getting paid off. Yeah, um, and uh, Connor calls everybody, and he's like, I want you to tell these kids why Jamal can't play. And why they have shitty t-shirts instead of good uniforms. Yeah. And why Miles can't play because he's pitching too good or whatever. Because yeah. he can't pitch the same without his music right. plan. He loses his edge. He, the next yeah. pitch, dude hits a home run off of him. Yeah. Um, and I just wrote down, this other coach is pathetic. I, I cannot stand him. Yeah, he's classic Chicago trash people. <laughs> um, but Connor's still like in his freak-out mode. He quits. He's like, this is my last game. Fuck you guys, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Fuck you, kids. Fuck you, yep. coaches. Fuck you, president, dude. <laughs> yeah. So that night, uh, him and Tiki go to this bar. Not really go to it. They just stand outside and watch through the window This uh, the Bulls game that he put a bet on. Well, he pretty much couldn't go in because he's afraid, right? I don't know what he's afraid of. He just he said it feels better watching it well, out here. The bartender was one of the bookies, and he said don't come back in. It wasn't that bar, though. Wasn't? That, no, no this was the same bar that he took was on the date with uh, Miss I thought Wilkes. that was the same bar, honestly. No. I thought he only went to that bar. No, this was Sluggers. He went to, I don't think it was Duffy's Pub. It was the oh, other one. Okay. So, um, but yeah, he. Uh, it's kind of an intense scene because they're watching this game and they're like, shit, we're going to lose because no. they follow him. And you got you to know about a little bit about sports and understand what's kind of going on here. Yeah. But basically, they throw up like a last second shot at the buzzer. The Bulls cover the spread, even just though they barely. lose. Just barely. And he's $12,000 richer. Yeah. So he goes goes into the the bar at Duffy's and starts singing Big Papa. Yeah. You know, tells him, I'll have your money tomorrow, motherfucker, and all this stuff. Um, He stops by the field. At which point he gets schooled by the bartender. He's like, oh, now that you won this money, what are you going to do? 
You're going to yeah. change your life? No. You're mm-hmm. just going to be another trash person yeah. who fucking makes trash bets later on and, you know, live out your trash life in this trash town. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Pretty he didn't much. say it exactly like that. That's just, you know, me kind of ab-libbing that. Yeah. But, but he basically laughs in his face. Yeah. He's like, yeah, now what, fucker? You're going to spend all that money on gambling anyways, you piece of shit. That's, even that's what Tiki says. He's like, yeah. we're going to play it on Vancouver next yeah. week. <laughs> $24,000. Double it. <laughs> you're like, an idiot. No, you're, so. no, you're not. You're a fucking useless yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> Um, so he goes by the field the next day to just drop off the equipment. Um, and, uh, Tiki's like, yeah, let's go. We're going to run over to Finks and place this bet. And he kind of just goes back and forth between Tiki and the kids. And he tells Tiki, he's like, I'm out. Yeah. He's and, out, out. He's done gambling. Yep. And, uh, he kind of just shits on the kids there for a second. He's like... Yeah, I didn't understand his process here. <laughs> I don't know. Because he would walk towards the car like he's going to make the bet, and they turn around and make fun of the kids yeah, like, and walk back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be a team without me. Have you yeah. ever been to a big league game? And they're like, no. He's like, ha! Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Useless kids. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that all the whole leading up to him going to the field, you keep hearing on the radio that the Cubs and the Sox are playing yeah. that day. And uh, obviously with some of his winnings, he takes all ten kids. Yeah, he quits gambling, takes all the kids to a game. Yep, takes them to Comiskey Park to see the Sox and the Cubs yeah. play. Um, they and, see Sammy Sosa? Well, they think they see Sammy Sosa at, at first. first. yeah. And then Jefferson's like, man, that ain't Sammy Sosa. And they're like, shut up, fatty. <laughs> and then he sees Sammy Sosa, and then like, there's like this stupid-looking cameo from Sammy Sosa. Yeah, where he and looks he at the like, camera, waves, and gives like a <laughs> chest pound. With and he does his little, like, yeah, so... Um, Kind of like a, I guess, inspirational thing there. Maybe the kids just have a sure. kids have a fucking blast. So yeah. Um, Connor uh, goes to see Miss Wilkes about this job. She said she was gonna offer. Well, him. first he's got to apologize. You yeah. Know, and then, yeah, she had offered. She was gonna offer him a job. Yeah. But Speaking of which, that door at the school bothered me. You opened been to, in. Yeah. Opened, <laughs> opened out. out. Yeah. I never had a door in any school that yeah. opened out. Yeah. <laughs> Because he gets whacked in the face the first time he goes there. Yeah, and then the second time he's all cautious about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a goof. Maybe. For goof's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's got a job for him. You want him to be like a physical... Uh, you know, maybe that's just a Chicago trash thing. We put all our doors facing out so we can hit people with them. Because <laughs> we don't know any better. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just makes sense in this backward ass town. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they go to see the team's next game. Um, winner goes to the championship game here. It's again against this team, the Buas. Oh yeah, they face the shit shitbag team again. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is you know the rich kids. Yep. His gift to the team though, he got them new uniforms, good looking uniforms. Yeah, so, like professional style. Yep. And he even got a G-Baby one. Yeah, number one. Number one. Yeah. Little G-Baby. Um, he even got himself a jersey for once, too. So he looks like yeah. semi, like, hey, I'm kind of a coach now. <laughs> I'm still wearing my jeans, but I'm the yeah. cool laid-back coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who smokes in the dugout. I smoke weed with the kids when, <laughs> yeah. you know, later on because he's a dirtbag fucking yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. So there's a whole montage of the game, how it's going on. It's... Basically, these kids look like fucking Major League All-Stars during this montage, like making diving catches and fucking sliding throws and shit. Which, um, where they learned all this, I have no fucking no. clue, because nobody taught them this. Yeah, no. <laughs> so and The other team, maybe, but them? No, I have yeah. no idea how they're no. fucking doing this shit. It's all from playing that PlayStation, man. 
Yeah, was, yeah. And what it, was it? Uh, what the fuck, MLB Street or some shit? No, it's from back in that time. Put them in like triple play baseball or triple play uh, baseball. Two thousand one. Or this is nineties. Right? This is this is take the story is from the nineties. Yeah, so that's so. PS one. PS one, even like probably maybe PS Nintendo's even. Maybe moving all star baseball or something. No, like this is that. definitely street. They're I, playing. Some I don't MLB know if they street. had MLB street. I'm sure they did, dude. Mm, they had there, like no. There was MLB Slugfest. That was like the version of MLB street or like NFL NBA street. It's called MLB Slugfest. Okay. So, I remember that. Um, but or, yeah, that's probably where they learned it. Yeah. More so, likely. Um, they bring in Miles for pitching relief, um, even though he can't wear his headphones. The uh, last fucking play of the game, too. They need one more strikeout to get to the to the up there bat, batting order. Yeah. So. Um, Essentially, well, they need to yeah strikeout one more and then score at least one point. Yeah, and this kid that he's facing has, like, spits. Like, it's kind of He did it gross. the first time, and he does it the second yeah. time again. <laughs> it reminds Just me to reiterate of, that he spits. It reminds me of, uh, you remember Major League with uh, Parkman? I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, it's Major It's been League. a long yeah, time. Yeah, when Rick Vaughn has to face Jack Parkman. Parkman always spits like that, too. Yeah. But, uh... He's the, the fucking... What's villain. the word? Uh, the ringer for their team, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's 12. He looks like he's 16. No, he looks he's like he can kick your ass, probably. <laughs> um, he's like the Cuban defector that they brought in. <laughs> Just breaks <laughs> home runs. Um, but uh, the whole crowd starts singing Big Papa yeah. and gets Miles into his groove, and he strikes this kid out. Um, so going to the bottom half of their inning, they're still tied. Um they Jefferson is like just beat to shit. Yeah, he can't Tubby play. can't get out there. <laughs> so uh, he's got too much asthma going on. Yeah. You know? So who do they turn to? Little G, G baby. baby. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, his counter's like, "I have Jerry Evans batting for Jefferson," and the co- coach comes out. I don't have any Jerry's here, and he kind of looks yeah. at G baby, and he's like, "Oh, he's oh, just a it, little it, ass kid." <laughs> it's it's right here. I got it. Don't worry about it. Because he's a trash person, so he thinks, "Oh, he's not gonna hit the ball." <laughs> no. So. Yeah, let have the little kid go. So uh. G baby uh, steps up to bat and we uh, flash forward. Yeah. To uh, after the game. Yep. Kofi and G baby being dropped off. Yeah. Um, they try to go in this apartment building. Just totally blocked off by yep. people. Which one of the people standing there was Jamal. Yeah, because mm-hmm. apparently, since you're a shady Chicago person, there is no middle ground between either being on a baseball team and kind of doing good to fucking being a gang that, you know, yeah. kills people. Yeah, so basically Jamal went right from this baseball team and joined a gang. Yeah, so. and that's the reason they couldn't get in, because that's what uh, Kofi said or whatever. He's like, yeah, they're going to pop someone. Yeah, they're waiting here. to cap somebody inside. Yeah. So uh, they try and go, uh, go around back, and as they go, try and go in this back, people come running out. Yeah, kick and open the door and kids jump to the side and yep. there's a shootout. Gunfire shootout. Yeah. Dude pulls out a shotgun from his car. Yeah. And uh, speed away, whatever, and we cut back over and Kofi's like, it's all right. It's all right, man. We're good. We're good. We're good. But they're not. Pan down. And of course, the fucking run to the litter. Yep. G-Baby got shot. <laughs> the cutest little kid on the fucking <laughs> team is fucking hit. Right in the heart. Yeah. Grab the Kleenex, because it's just yeah. him just sitting there with just... Fucking gone. eyes open, fucking dead. Yep. It's you so sad. You can tell sad. he's gone, too. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, no, not you, <laughs> baby. Yeah, it chokes you up, so... Yeah. Uh, the next scene is the funeral. Um, 
I love the picture of him on the casket. <laughs> Wearing his little Cosby little, sweater. Little Cosby sweater. It's so cute. It's like classic fucking like late eighties or nineties. Yep. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Every kid has a picture like that. Yes. Um, Connor says a few words, like as if G Baby dying enough didn't choke you up. Yeah. This speech does because it kind of flashes back to what you didn't see at the game. Even though this is early fucking Keanu. Yeah. It, which is you know it's hard to take them seriously mm-hmm. back in these days yeah like i still see you know what ted from bill and ted or whatever. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> you know? but uh he kind of breaks down and he talks about the game and we see that g baby got their game winning hit yeah it's a walk-off and... single and yeah um they won they go to the ship yeah and, uh, it's pr- pretty inspirational I guess, or... uh, Kind of, yeah. Tear-jerking, we'll put it that way. Yeah, it's definitely Um, emotional. Yep. He leaves, and uh, he goes to talk to the team, and they're like, like, you know the league wants to cancel the game, so um, you did a good job this year, guys. You know, we'll see you later. And they're like, you're just going to quit on us again? He's like, what? And Andre's like, we want to play, bitch. (laughs) We want to play, bitch. (laughs) So uh, they go play the next game, and... uh, which was kind of shitty. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't show any of the game. They just nope. kind of. This is where it ends. Yep. They this pan is... out, and the credits are basically a montage of them winning the championship. Well, not even just holding up trophies because yep. they had second place trophies too. Yeah. So we don't know if they actually won or not. These were pretty big, though. <laughs> they were trophies. I, I yeah. thought about that too because I saw the table with the trophies on it. And yeah. I was like, okay, they're gonna have the big trophies. And then they show them all the trophies, and I could not determine whether or not those were the big I, or small trophies. I'm assuming they're the big trophies because they were pretty fucking happy. Yeah, they were happy Granted. they got trophies. Probably, but I, I assume they won the ship. But then it ends to the song uh, "Storm Is Over" mm, by R. Yeah. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this whole like last ten minutes of this is gonna <coughs> choke you up. Cause yeah, like, the last thing is like for G Baby. Yeah, yeah. Which we're not gonna see any of it. No. So, oh well. But yeah, that's that's, uh, that's hardball. That is hardball. That is hardball. So uh, I guess I'll take this you'll one. Take this one first. <laughs> yes, wrap, I up, will. wrap up any thoughts you have about Chicago <laughs> before oh, no. I try and save it. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this this film was tear jerking. Um, I mean, you you kind you don't really see it coming then, mm-hmm. and and it, yeah. it, it it hits you, which is shitty. It has an absolute shit ending. I thought I agree. there is no fucking. I, you can't just flash a few pictures and be like, oh, everything's good. <clears throat> Because it's not, you know. There's nothing good about it. There's no real soundtrack in this. Um, Jamal is just a lost cause after he fucking gets kicked off the team. Yeah. Which, you know, that's fucked up. So, essentially, the moral of this story was that one shitball dude could fucking kind of get his act together. And one fucking team of, like, poor fucking soul kids had kind of a good year not even really good year because one of their friends fucking died (laughs) so the moral of the story is living in chicago is fucking horrible it makes you a horrible person (laughs) because those kids are like a year or two away from joining a gang themselves and becoming trash people it does make if you stop and think about it it is like okay these kids are good while they're playing baseball but you can't play little league baseball forever yeah that ends pretty quickly yeah i mean there was nothing really they had kind of a good year. That's <laughs> the moral of the story. It it's was not a very good year. Yeah, there's nothing inspirational <laughs> about it for me. It's just kind of it's like, yeah, life's fucking hell. We live in like a shitty place with shitty people, <laughs> and your life's gonna be shit growing up here. <laughs> so just get used to it. And hey, you get a trophy every now and then. 
So fuck everything about it. Right. Um, I, I've been teetering on a five or a six, and I think I'm gonna land on a five. Okay. Just, I mean, it, it's decent and it's worth a watch, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. Okay. You know, just because I. No, not just because, but one of the main reasons is just fucking dirtball people in this fucking movie are just the epitome of you know what you expect from what, <laughs> what i expect, you expect yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so. so i'm i'm dropping at five all righty all right so let me try and save chicago some face here a little bit but uh um i'm actually going to be a lot kinder to this movie i i really like this movie i have a soft spot for sports movies big sports fan especially chicago sports movies um this does really show the the gritty you know, really bad, bad parts of Chicago. Yeah. Um, um, there's obviously the parts of Chicago you don't want to go to, and the fact that what these people have to live through is sad. Um, there's constant shots throughout the movie of them. The field, like, just beyond the outfield, you can see downtown Chicago, and yeah. at the time, Sears Tower and stuff, and it, it, that, to me, shows the beauty of Chicago. Um, it's, <laughs> so it's got a skyline. Good yeah. for it. it. Everything's not perfect, but I love this. I still love the city. But yeah, this this really does show the sad, dark parts of it. Um, yeah, there is really no soundtrack to it. Um, I, I agree. The ending's kind of shitty. You would at least give us a montage of them, you know, playing the game, yeah, the championship something, game, anything, something. You know? Yeah. It just like it having, felt like it just they ran out of budget or something. Right. So fuck it. It's like the, it's show pictures. It's almost as bad as the end of The Color of Money. If you've ever seen that movie with Paul Newman and Tom Maybe. Cruise, where the where the pool players. Oh. And okay, the whole yeah. movie, you're waiting for Tom Cruise and Paul Newman to, to play this game of pool, and like they're like, "All right, rack them up," and like they go to break and yeah. credits. Yeah. And you're like, "What the fuck?" So, it's kind of like that in a sense, but. Um, they did have that song though. The storm was over, which the storm isn't over for no, these kids. They are yeah. fucked. <laughs> I, I I see the point is they're trying to like show like the little bit of brightness that you can find in dark moments of life, I guess. Yeah. But um, if you're forced to grow up in Chicago, <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I feel bad. There are. It's a little. It has humor in it. It's touching. I think. Um, it, it's tear jerking. I'm gonna land on an eight. I, I, I just like this movie. I, do. I think that's a bit high, honestly. But <laughs> I, it had been a long time since I've seen this. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to hold up to me, and to me it did. So um, I'm going to land on an 8. Um, IMDb is a little rough on it. Gives it a 6.3. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is very rough on it. Tomato Meter gives it a 39%. However, audience score, 70%. So okay. there are people out there who liked it. Yeah. Um, and there's also some fun trivia here for it. This was based on a true story, so there really was a shitball guy who uh, was in kind of half-ass turned his life around. <laughs> kinda good for him. Um, yeah, he's fucking the teacher now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is kind of interesting. This premiered the same weekend as The Glass House, who also starred Diane Lane. Um, huh. Hardball was number one at the box office, and The Glass House was number two that weekend. Huh. So. She was kind of pretty famous there that weekend of the year, which uh, it did. This honestly debuted a few days after September 11th happened too. Oh so, Jesus! Yeah, it's like how do we forget the terrorist attack? Let's go see Hardball. Let's see how shitty Chicago is. <laughs> so, I mean, um, shit stuff's happening here in New York, but let's see the shit side of shit. <laughs> so, and if you're a sports fan, you'll notice 
couple of these. Um, the professional baseball game they took took the kids to was not at Comiskey Park. <gasps> it was actually at the old Tiger Stadium in Detroit. Um, if you pay attention, there's some unmistakable old English D's on the seats, which is the Detroit Tigers huh. D logo. So, And also the basketball game that Connor and Tiki were watching that he placed the $12,000 bet on was not a game between the Bulls and the Heat. <laughs> it was a game from the Continental Basketball Association uh, in a league that no longer exists between the Yakima Washington Sun Kings and the La Crosse Wisconsin Bobcats held at the Yakima Valley Sun Dome. You know, that's kind of funny because maybe that's why they watched it through the window. <laughs> so, so they you, wouldn't show yeah. it all, you know, so you wouldn't be able to tell. Even though you could see on the baseline in big fucking letters, Sun Dome. Yeah. So... I mean, obviously they could not get licensing rights from the NBA to actually show their games. Yeah. So let's go do a defunct league that no longer exists. That so. just, you know, feeds into my theory that they just ran out of fucking money at one point. They're like, <laughs> fuck it, just end this shit. <laughs> Probably. I'm sick of being in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a couple fun facts there. So, um, you got anything else you want to add before um, we take a break here? Uh, I talk a lot of trash about Chicago and its people, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm not sorry. <laughs> I've just had some bad experiences, and it's not personal level. Mm. You know, in case any fans are getting pissy with me, just trash talking it. I'm not attacking you personally. You probably could be a good person. Who we knows? all have our own opinions. Yeah, so. it's just more than likely you're a trash person. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago is beautiful. It's I love nice it. to visit. Yes. Wouldn't want to live there more than a fucking weekend. I, even I, I probably would not want to live there. Maybe you know certain areas there might well, you'd be. Probably nice, be fucking dead now if you did live there. So be thankful <laughs> you don't. Yes. So, I, I will agree. The people in down there, they need to get their shit together. It's yeah. a rough area, but it still doesn't take away from history, the sports, everything about it. I love. Whatever. So, yeah. anybody who knows me knows my pride. I have it tattooed on my fucking arm. So. Yeah, you got a giant um. toilet bowl right there, <laughs> just steaming. You're a masterpiece. <laughs> Whatever. But I think that's going to wrap it up here for side A. First half. Yes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the B side. B start. Brought to you by Lucky Strike Cigarettes. How does Olympic champion runner Roger Bannister calm down at the end of a long day? With a Lucky Strike cigarette, of course. Now with a new smooth, bold flavor. So breathe it in. Lucky Strike Cigarettes. Scribbity doo. Got a 26 and 30, respectively, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> this is a fucking tour de force, dude. Edward motherfucking Furlong. He was nominated for a Fangoria Chainsaw Award. Yeah. That's a good gore. The prosthetics oh, were yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean. yeah. Boop. <clears throat> and welcome back to the B-side, ladies and gentlemen. B-side. Yeah, yeah. Our B-side movie today is what year? 1992. Pet Cemetery 2. Nice. 1992's Pet Cemetery 2. Think they planned that? I doubt it. Like if there's going to be like a third one they're going to release in 93 or 2003. That would have been a long time. Yeah, and then 2014 for part 4. Just every 10, 11 years, <laughs> I can make a new movie. I guess. Who's it directed and starring? Uh, it's directed by Mary Lambert. I bet it's starring a god. Yeah, it is. This is a god. It stars Edward Furlong. Oh, dear God. Another <laughs> the Edward great Furlong. Edward Furlong. Uh, also stars ER's Anthony Edwards. And once again, 
Clancy Brown. You mean Sergeant Sim <laughs> from Starship <laughs> Troopers? And or Marconi mm-hmm. from fucking John Dies yeah. at the end? <laughs> yeah. Which means we have to do Shawshank soon. Yeah. Well, fucking Clancy Brown's been in a shit ton I of movies. I guess so. <laughs> and, yeah, this is the third one I think we've done on the podcast now. I now know the name to that face. Yeah. It's recognizable. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, any... Uh, Thing you? Should, Any? Anything? Me? Anything? Yeah. Right? Anything you want to um, talk about? I just want to note that I've never even seen the first one of these, so yeah. I have no idea what the first one was about. Well, this so. is a huge... Well, a lot of the first one is talked about in the second one. That's what I figured. Yeah. Something about the creeds and yeah. stuff. So. But the first one's a whole different ballpark. Okay. Yeah. It's felt like uh, something... Uh, it's just something different. We'll, okay. see, we'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll go back and watch the first one. I just like starting shit in the second just to be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm trying to think if this is, like, the... I want to say this is probably the second Stephen King movie I've ever seen. Really? What's the first one? Shawshank. There's got to be more than that. It's all the Green Mile, right? You've never seen the Green Mile? I've seen bits and pieces. Really? I'm trying to think. I like. I've never seen Cujo. I've never seen Carrie, Christine. It, Salem's Lot. Misery, never seen It, Salem's Lot. Nope. Wow. Sometimes they come back. No, you don't like horror movies. Not a whole lot. And obviously, like, I've wanted to see It, but it's like fucking clowns. Nah. You're a huge pussy, if Probably. that's the case. <laughs> should really watch It. I know I should. Or wait until the new one comes out soon. So, I'm opening my mind up to Stephen King movies now. Yeah, okay, well. So. Nothing against him. I just, no, that's I good just to know never been around it. Stand By Me? Okay, I've seen Stand yep, By Me. There yep, we go. There we go. Okay. So third. This is my third Stephen King movie then. At the very least third. I think we might have done one earlier too. Maybe. But I'm have to go back and look and I'm too lazy to do that. So let's get started <laughs> with this. Alrighty. We open on a title card for this one. We do. Yeah, just Pet Cemetery 2. Mm-hmm. And then we take a computer generated trip through the trees. Shadowy yep. trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wind up on the set of a movie. At first, I was like, yeah, is this in the past? I can't remember there being a past in this movie. Yeah, I know. That's kind of... I started to write down, woman approaches tomb, and I'm like, oh, wait, we're on the set of it. Oh, yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. They yelled Um, cut. I get it now. Yeah, all around the movies that I get it now. This is kind of weird. So, yeah, we're on the set of this movie starring uh, Renee Hallow. She's an actress. She takes a break after the, you know called for five or whatever yeah because the skeleton hand guy keeps missing his mark and grabbing yeah. her titty yeah instead of her <laughs> so she takes a break on set with her son the amazing Jeff. wonderful actor edward furlong yes he's a inspiration yes. to uh <laughs> what jean just jean jacket vest wearing <laughs> dirt bike riding kids of the night i can want to think of the name for his stupid hairstyle too the little like half bang Side part. Side part, yeah. yeah so. No. <laughs> so yeah, he takes a break with him takes a break with him. He's like, Oh, dad's coming down for dinner. Maybe you guys will get back together. Yeah. She's like, Maybe. But <laughs> maybe we'll maybe. fuck. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. But <laughs> he goes to watch the, from like a perch or whatever by the director. She comes back, does the scene again. Um, but this time there's a little malfunction. Yeah, yeah, there's some like dripping water and wires and. Yeah, yeah, this is not a clean set. No. This is clearly like a trauma movie or something. Probably. She uh, goes to grab this like little fence and they knock the 
wires or something, and yeah. basically she gets electrocuted. She gets fried to fuck, and this is yeah. not a short scene either. No, this is like a good two minute long. Like fried. <laughs> as yeah. like Edward Frog's like, Mah! I know. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> he like screams it for a good 10 15 yeah. seconds and it's his like little bitch high pitched voice <laughs> voice of a generation <laughs> it's the voice of an angel <laughs> um so yeah the next scene is her funeral well we cut to the dad who's a vet we find out right away yeah he's putting down a dog oh and yeah and then he, he gets, gets a phone call, call and he's yeah. like oh it's your son he says it's an emergency and then they cut to the funeral right and there's just press all over the funeral. Yeah. Real dick bags, like, breaking through the, like, uh, ropes and stuff, trying yeah, to get the get best pictures. pictures. Yeah. And trying to interview the dad. <laughs> and that's when we get our other fucking star of this movie, Clancy fucking Brown. Yeah, yeah. Gus, the Gus. sheriff or whatever he was yeah. in this little town. Um, <clears throat> Killer for performance in this movie, though. Yes. Yeah. He did great. Yeah. Um, Jeff and his dad, Chase, that's his dad's name. I just called him Dad. Dad. Um, they move into this house. Their old hometown or whatever. Yeah. Um, they meet Marjorie, their new housekeeper, who's obviously just, like, super fan of Renee. Yeah. Probably the only reason she wants to do this, because she it, knows that she'll be, like, somewhat close to Renee. Yeah, Dad opens the door and, you know, meets her and instantly wants to bang her. Yeah, You can much. tell right she away. She's pretty hot. And so. she's good looking for sure. Yeah. So, but you could tell his wife just got put in. The, well, his ex-wife just yeah. got put in the ground yeah. like a day later, and they were gonna make up or whatever. But he's like, eh, "Go fuck this chick." Yeah, I'm a single man now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they go and check out their dad's or his dad's new vet clinic. It's obviously this clinic that was kind of like shut down a couple years before. They get Jeff kind of looks around. He gets spooked by this cat. Yeah. Um, a mom cat running away. Yeah, and he discovers there's a bunch of kittens there. And they're like, aw, little kitties. Yeah, well, they're cute. Yeah, he, uh, he takes one. His dad's like, you clean up all these kennels, you can have a kitten. So he uh, he takes a kitten or whatever, and he this uh, fat kid brings in his sick dog. Yeah, or his dog who's been attacked. Zowie. Yeah, Zowie. Um, this is where we find out it was Gus's son who looks like. Um, dog just kind of runs in, gets loose or whatever, but good old... Well, he sees the cat right away and fucking yeah, attacks it. Chases after it, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't realize it at first, but I had to write it down. And I, now that I know I looked in the credits, this was the, the dude from ER, Anthony Edwards. I kept looking, I'm like, that, he looks like the fucking guy from ER. Which one is this? Anthony Edwards, the, the dad. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, it was him, so... I mean, he looks weird. You know your he, ER characters. Like, well, he has hair in this movie. That's what's different. He didn't have kind hair of. and a beard. <laughs> he doesn't have too much hair. But he was bald in ER, I think. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Jeff, uh, they help help out Fatty and his dog. <laughs> his name's Drew. <laughs> his name's Fatty. There's a lot of people that call him Fatty in this movie too. They call him fat ass. And, yeah. You know, so, um, but yes, his name you don't is. Have to be a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, his name is Drew. So, <clears throat> Jeff uh, goes to school. Uh, runs into some bullies. He's a new kid in school. And the, the head of this bully group, Clyde. Dirtball. Dirtball, yeah. yeah. I just called him Dirtball throughout the entire thing. He's got one badass little dangly earring going on. Oh, here. he had a stud in the other ear. Did he? Yeah, and then the dangly the cross dangly. in the other one. Oh, yeah. Your stereotypical, like, 90s bully. <laughs> yes. Um, this little 
punk takes his uh, takes the kitten because apparently Jeff brings him to school. Yeah, hide him in my oversized jean jacket. Yeah. Well, he's got the hoodie on and then the jean jacket vest yeah, over that. The bugle boy jean vest. <laughs> um, takes his kitten and it's like, you ever seen a kitten run? And he's like, no, I mean really run and just like takes off. Yeah, like, like what a, a dick, fucker. And then there's a sick bike chase. Is it sick? Oh yeah, it's sick. Wasn't there a movie from the 80s called, like, Rad or something? Yeah, and you know what? It's funny, because if you want a copy of that, you're going to pay 25 bucks up. 25 bucks? Yeah. For Rad? Yep. Isn't there a sequel to that, too? I don't think so. Because I know Daniel Tosh makes fun of it all the time on his show. Because he's, yeah. like, a big fan of, like, Crew Jones or something, so. All I know is it. I looked for it, and <laughs> I could only find it for, like, 25 dollars Because I want to see it. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, I kind of was like, oh man, are we gonna watch Rad now? Because it's a sick bike chase. <laughs> Apparently, there's no cars in this town because they literally just drive all over the fucking road on their bikes. Oh, they are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, this true. town is like in Maine. Yeah, in Maine. That's how. I mean, that's King. how you know it's Stephen King. So, um, but yeah, uh, you learn right away once they the chase ends, kind of. Yeah. Clyde is a fucking psychopath. Yes, he's like. There's bullies, and then there's like serial killer bullies like this dude is he's like gonna grow up he's so gonna people. grow up you know and be fucked up so um he's like he's like where's the cat and he's like oh there was an accident his fucking head came off got it stuck in the spokes yeah real bad man <laughs> he's like jesus christ kid like, what the hell is wrong with you you couldn't just like drop him somewhere no um and then him and jeff fight um, yeah, Jeff doesn't put up with that shit. No. He decks him, like, right off the bat. Homie, don't play that shit. Because that's how Edward Furlong rolls. <laughs> right? It's goddamn Terminator, man. Bad boy in the 90s. <laughs> Bad boy in the 90s, yes. Um, he tells him that the rest of this cat is buried down this pat- path in the pet cemetery, so... No. He uh, goes to look for his kitten, Tiger. Well, then he kind of talks about uh, the Creed's a little bit, too. Yeah. Because they passed the Creed house, I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. On the mailbox or whatever, yep. which is the family from the first movie. Okay. So, um... That's he, all you really need to know about the first movie. Okay. He finds the, uh... Well, was, uh... That's, like, Apollo Creed's family, right? Like, that's that's where the Apollo Creed family moved to after... Yeah, after uh, Rocky... After Rocky killed him. Yeah. Yeah, they moved to I a small town in Maine. Creed, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right, Drop. Yeah. Sorry. The rest of them moved that. away, though. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would timeline fit though, because this took place. It probably in the 90s, would, yeah. So it probably would. Right after you yeah. know, late eighties fucking fight with Ivan Drago. Yeah. At that point, Creed's family's like, "Fuck it, we're, Fuck moving, it, to we're moving to fucking Maine." Yeah. <laughs> so. And then their son dies, and they bring him back to life. And that's the first movie. <laughs> they have a cat named Church. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, he takes this path. He finds the uh, the pet cemetery back there. It's kind of just creepiest fucking little cemetery yeah, ever very creepy there's like horse heads on tombstones yeah. and shit <laughs> um he finds tiger he's just tiger's still alive locked in this little yeah bird cage um speaking of which did you happen to pay attention to the credits at all because i don't know if i did nah, i didn't I was, I was wondering if there's a disclaimer that says no animals were harmed in the making of this film <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's true <laughs> i really don't yeah because uh yeah it's some fucked up shit gonna happen so. yeah really fucked up shit so anyways um as uh, he's getting Tiger, we see the fat kid come back, Drew. And Drew's like... He wants to friend Jeff. Though. Yeah. Because yeah. he gets picked on in that group anyway, yeah. so... He's like, well... I like you. Yeah, you seem like a nice kid. Yep. And I'm a fat, lonely kid, yep. so... <laughs> so um, let me cut over to Gus, 
who was like creepily watching rabbits fuck. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's, he's, the first <laughs> scene is like this shot of these two rabbits, and one just mounts the other one. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Starts going to town. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote down. And Gus you, watching rabbits fuck. Yeah, yeah. The same thing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, we see. Gus just sitting there petting a rabbit just with this creepy, like, sadistic smile, yeah. like, yeah, fuck this shit out of her. <laughs> it's, like, so disturbing. Those are, like, his pride and joy, apparently, is yes. his rabbits. And he's um, got a sign out there. They're selling them for, like, ten bucks a pop. Ten bucks, yeah. So, But he, the cage has got, like, 40 <laughs> fucking rabbits in it, and it should only probably keep about t- five. You could, a cage that size, you could easily hold, like, ten. Yeah, it just seemed like he had way too many in there. So, Oh, probably. And probably. he's obviously proactive with the breeding, so. Yeah, so probably gets involved a little yeah it's kind of creepy so jeff comes home i'm saying he probably fucks rabbits is what i was getting at there <laughs> probably. I, was, I was alluding to that i don't know if <laughs> okay. you caught it maybe no. the listeners caught it okay yeah they might huh? he's creepily watching the rabbits with a rabbit on his lap petting <laughs> like, he's probably yeah down. you warm her up for me <laughs> yeah, he's probably like halfway in that rabbit he's holding <laughs> oh god that's disturbing anyways <laughs> anyways jeff comes home and uh his his dad's like, how's school? And he's like, it's fucking horrible. And then, yeah, we, house- do the, we see the whole home life with yeah. Drew, which is kind of shitty because Gus is just a total prick. Yeah, Gus is a dick. Yeah. Like, he's not his dad. He's his stepdad. Yeah. And he's a total asshole to him. Yeah, he's like, you know, get the dog outside. He doesn't belong inside. Yeah. Fucking. And they sit down to- with the rabbits again, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Fucking. Sits down to eat and he's like, I thought we were talking about you and shoving food in your fat mouth or whatever. <laughs> well, first he makes him turn off the hockey game. That's yeah. Watching. Because he shouldn't watch while he's uh, eating dinner. He should respect his mom's food. And then the food comes on the table, and Fatty takes a few slices. And he's like, don't respect it that much. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Tubby, we talked about it. And his mom is, like, obviously just getting walked all over. Like, she doesn't stand up for him at all, which is shitty. So, But uh, Jeff comes home, and he's like, my day at school sucked. And the housekeeper's like, oh, first days are always rough. And he's like, you're not my mom. (laughs) And just walks off. And she's like... But, I mean, she was, like, jumping into that role pretty quick. Oh, I know. It's like, and back the fuck off, lady. It's, it's not, like, apparent that they're fucking, but they're probably fucking. Oh, probably. I mean... Definitely. The dad was definitely, like... She's, like, a spitting image of the mom, too. Yeah. She looks just, just like... Just a younger her. version. Yeah. So, so, obviously, the dad's, like, yeah, I'm gonna bone that. Yeah. So. Which he probably is. They just don't ever talk about it. Yeah. So, during the night, the the dog, Sawi, uh, starts fucking with the rabbits and barking and shit. Was he? Yeah. And Gus is like, that fucking dog. Yeah, Gus was going to plow Drew's mom. Yeah. And he oh. heard uh, the bells go off, and apparently stopping a dog from messing with your rabbits is more important than fucking your girlfriend. Apparently. Getting cock-blocked by a goddamn dog. Uh, I think he didn't want to fuck her for some reason. Maybe. Which was weird. I want to fuck my rabbits instead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you're you're about to bone your girl. You, yeah. I don't give a fuck if the rabbits are being messed with. Right. You know? Yeah. The fuck? I'm going to bone my girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get up, you know, push my heart on down, <laughs> fucking throw on some pants and go outside. <laughs> it's not. Just walk out there with this gun with a raging heart on. Just let get out, out of your dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he runs outside with his fucking gun and pretty much uh, shoots Zowie. Yeah, he takes a shot. Yep, and you hear the dog whimper, and you're like, oh, man, that's a dick move. Yeah. In bird culture, that is what we call well, a, a dick, dick move. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have wrote down, at least the acting is impeccable. <laughs> For? For? I mean, Clancy Brown did a good job. 
Yeah. Everybody else is just like garbage. I'm like, sorry, Edward Furlong <laughs> played his part to a fucking sorry. T. I, you see, I don't include him and everybody else because he is in an upper echelon of uh, actors. He, okay. Like there there's go. like, like there's like your regular actors and there's like your good actors like Brad Pitt, yeah, Clooney, Tom, Cruise, Tom Cruises, yeah. your Morgan Freeman, and then there's Edward fucking Furlong. Okay. It's like him and maybe Corey Feldman's up there with him too. Oh yeah, yeah. Moody '90s kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Drew was fucking like, <laughs> you could tell like this is one of his first films. The kid that played yeah. Drew, he is like. Well, Deadpan. now he has a name. He's not Tubby. He's not Fatal. Oh, yeah, Fatty Drew. Just call him Fatty. Drew Fatty. <laughs> but yeah, poor kid can... has a glandular problem. <laughs> Stop! Knock it off! <laughs> Nobody taught me about cars. <laughs> anyway, Just so making fun of fat people. Two fat guys making fun of fat people. Yep. <laughs> Rename this show Fatty's Making Fun of Fatty. <laughs> so um Drew goes and finds Zowie and she's still like alive but hanging on Not she really alive. Gunshot wound on the way back. out. Yeah. Um They uh go to bury her. And uh, Drew's like, we're going to take her to the cemetery, but just yeah. beyond it, to the old Indian burial ground. The real cemetery, where if you bury something, it comes back. Yep. And uh, they go out there. Drew wants his dog back. So he's like, you have to bury your own. And that's how the Indians did it. Yep. So Drew buries him. <clears throat> and uh, Gus kind of picks Drew up as he's walking home. Yeah. He's, gro- he's grounded now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's... Well, no, he's not grounded yet. Yeah. Right. He's yeah, like, well, he your is. mother was worried sick, and, you know, we all have lessons to learn. And right. He's like, get in the car, we're going home. And he's like, yeah, I had to bury oh, yeah. dog. Yep, okay. Then later on that night, <laughs> okay. that's when uh, the rabbit cage is being fucked with again. Yep. And this is when uh, Gus wakes up, because somebody's fucking with the rabbits, and uh, Zowie's back. Yeah. Not but, um, looking like Zowie at all. A little more vicious, yeah. A little Got more, like, like devil-eyed and fucking... <laughs> yeah, white, red eyes, yeah. Um, and uh, they call the vet, which is Jeff's dad, to come look yeah. at this uh, gunshot wound. That, uh... He looks at it and doesn't look like he knows much about being a vet. Because, like, doesn't clean the area at all. Yeah, he, well, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll get him back and take care of him and all that. Yep. He's not like, holy shit, there's a hole in this hey, fucking right, dog. Yeah. He's like, oh, I see this every fucking day. You know, for... I mean, that is a big hole. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his guts. Look, I'm poking his stomach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, after the he picks the dog up, Jeff has a freaky little dream about <laughs> his mom. awesome dream. Yeah. His mom's sitting in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, and then he looks up and, like, it's fucking dog head mom. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking crazy looking. It's like borderline furry dream there. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. Super creepy. Yeah. Um, When we go back to the the chase of that, looking at the dog a few days later... Wound hasn't healed at all. Yeah. Still hasn't cleaned anything on the dog. Yeah, and he has no heartbeat. Yeah. But this is all, you know, he's just weak. Like, so. this is where I also see, like, he has no vet. Because you're, if you take a dog to a vet like that, don't they kind of, like, shave the hair around the area, too? So if you put yeah. a bandage on it... It sticks? Yeah. Nope, didn't do any of that. Yeah, it's still bloody and crusty and shit, but the wound's not healing either, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, it has no heartbeat. So they take a blood sample yep. to send off. 
Um, then we got to Halloween. Yep. Um, Drew and Jeff go to cemetery. Because everyone's supposed to be meeting at the pet cemetery. Yeah. Um, and this is where they get... This started. is where Drew is grounded. He's not supposed to be out. Right. But his mom, you know, Does let him go out. Badass vampire costume. Yeah. yeah. The classic Dracula. Classic. Yeah. Um, and what is what is Jeff? Just Michael Myers or... Uh, no, Jason. Yeah, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wearing the mask and the jumpsuit. Yep. So they get spooked by shitball or dirtball again. Yeah, dirtball pranks them. And there's a bunch more dirtballs there with <laughs> Yeah, dirtball and his dirtball friends. <laughs> yeah. um, they call us the DBs. Yeah. <laughs> so they all kind of group together there and Clyde starts telling a scary story. And, yeah, uh, they're all drinking. Yep. These kids could not be more than like 13 or 14. Oh, no, God, no. And they're all drinking. Drinking and smoking, so. Yeah. Um, and but Gus, this is the 90s. Yeah. Gus ends up showing up. Because he comes home early and finds out Drew's not home, so he's like, fucking, where are they? Yeah. And, where know. is this fucking kid? So he heads to the pet cemetery. Yep. Everybody scatters. Yep. That's Makes when Dirtball knocks down Drew. Yeah. He doesn't, like, knock. He doesn't even, like, knock. He, like, full-on, like, shoulder tackles on him. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, fuck you, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, our fun's room. Yep. Um... So Gus comes up and starts beating the shit. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not very fatherly. Like, like he straight up like fucking hooks him in yeah. the face, right hook, like full pa- full on punch. Yeah, and then he picks up a fucking cross from the ground and he's about to beat the shit out. I of his thought head. honestly like he was that fucked up because obviously Drew's a vampire and he picks up a cross and I'm like. Don't tell me he wants to stab this fucker in the heart with this cross. Well, no. I didn't think it was going to be that sick. But no. He rears back like he's, yeah, he's like going to baseball swing his cross into the kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're my stepkid. I will beat the shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right as he's about to... Um, Zowie shows up. Zowie shows up. Save the day. Yep. Pretty much attacks and kills Gus. <laughs> Chews Gus's neck out. Yep. Um... Nice, nice gore. This movie has some really good gore this to it. Movie has great gore. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I love it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> Drew and Jeff are like, you know what we got to do now? We got to bury him in the pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah, we got to bury him in the pet cemetery. Because you can't say your dog killed somebody, otherwise it'll kill the dog. Yeah. So no. Let's so. just bury him in the pet cemetery, and he'll come back. Yeah. I just, I wish we could have seen the struggle of them hauling Gus up there. They weren't too far away, to be honest. They weren't, but Gus is was a big dude. Yeah. And they were drunk. So, <laughs> well, they didn't seem too drunk. Drew did when he came home. Well, he was all beat to shit and exhausted well, from even burying Jeff, a body. Well, yeah, I guess even they looked drunk when they came home, though. But uh, it's not like they dug deep either. No, it's like it a two like, foot hole. Yeah, two foot hole, yeah. and then just <laughs> sprinkle some dirt on yeah. it. It'll be good. <laughs> it's like if anybody walked by, it's like, hey, is that a body over there? <laughs> There's a hand sticking out of the ground. <laughs> so, uh, Gus obviously comes back. Um, and he's awesome. Comes he goes back. to take a shower, like he turns the water on, and then he starts to bandage up. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. That, but then his his wife or whatever is like, "Come to bed." Yeah, you know, I'm sorry for today and all that. Come to bed. Yeah. So obviously he's like zombie rape. He's like, uh, I'm gonna rape you. <laughs> so and if you pay attention close, there's a little tit shot oh, there. Yeah. Real so, quick uh, tit shot. Plus one for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, is this? A, this isn't always a staple of Stephen King movies, this next scene, is it? With the mom and the twins? I don't think it's a staple, but... Because I know it's been, another, like it's been in The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, obviously I knew something creepy was going to happen. You yeah. see twins and, like, 
twin twins. Like they were. They might like be a fucking thing. clones. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> well, they're twins. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> um, this mom and these two, two little twin girls come because the, the vet uh, was trying to get rid of these kittens. Yeah, and, and they want a cat, so yep. it's like, yeah, just go on back. They're back there. You can pick one out. Yep. And they go back, then they open the door and uh, scream, and you see, oh shit. Zowie got out. Yeah, Zowie busted out of its cage pretty badass. Yeah. And then busted into the cat cage. Yeah, and it uh, had a little snack. <laughs> you know, four or five snacks. Four or five <laughs> snacks. And it's just blood and guts everywhere. Yeah. He and, killed uh, the shit out of those little kittens. Yeah. So, uh, after that, uh, well, as he as they were looking at that, he was getting a call from where he sent this blood sample to. Yeah. And this whole guy's like, why are you sending me blood from a dead animal? Yeah. Last time this happened was uh, with the, the old doc and blah, 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 blah. for the Creed family. Yeah, so uh, Chase goes to see this old vet, yeah. who is now a taxidermist apparently. Which makes sense. <laughs> and he was like, he's like popping the eyes out of this pug. <laughs> you look like, better with blue eyes. Yeah. He's like, boop, boop. <laughs> um, when you go from a vet to taxidermist, taxidermist, you had a pretty fucked up situation yeah, happen. Yeah, so, uh, this dude is clearly nuts cause, like, he tries to Chase tries to ask him about what was going on and he's like, you need to get in your car and run as fast as you can out of yeah. that town. And then, like, throw something at or throw, does he throw the pug? No, the bird is alive. Yeah. But he and throws that, something at the bird. Like, scares it off, I thought. Or something. Uh, maybe I didn't. But uh, yeah, he basically, like, shoes him out of there and you're like, oh, fuck, that guy's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, Next scene is where we see Gus slaughtering his rabbits. Yeah, just killing the shit out of them. <laughs> and you actually, like, see him snap one of their necks. Yeah, and then skin it and yep. gut it the whole gun bit. It. As, uh... And aren't Drew and Jeff just sitting there watching him <laughs> yeah, do just it? just sitting like, on the porch. I don't want to move. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of mesmerizing, but he's he's a zombie. There's no way around. He's pretty much a zombie right oh, now. He's a highly functioning zombie, though. He's like a demon-possessed body. Yeah. That's what I kind of thought. Something like that. Um, the vet, Chase, goes to, to bed, and he dreams about Renee. And uh, this we, we get a better boob shot here. He dreams Oh, about, we skipped uh, over dinner. Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's the oh, dinner. and we skipped over when uh, Drew gets back from burying Gus. <laughs> I don't know if he knows this, but his mom asks where he's been. He's like, oh. We ditched Gus. Because <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they put him in a ditch. <laughs> put him in a ditch yeah. Sorry. And oh, then yeah. they have the whole dinner scene where uh, Gus is just like, he gets the bowl of mashed potatoes and he takes a bite off the spoon and, and then like here. fucking slams it over. Yep. And he starts creepily laughing. Yeah, yeah. and like staring. <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of food in his mouth. <laughs> so Just a whole creepy scene. He's being a super creeper. Yeah. But Drew likes him now because he's not a dick to him anymore. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. Chase is having a dream about Renee, and that he's fucking her. Yeah, and, and we have that gratuitous, gratuitous boob shot, which is down. awesome. And then her head turns back into fucking Zowie, <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's boobs, but there's a fucking wolf head on yeah. it. <laughs> and then that turns into him waking up from the dream, and Zowie is actually like attacking. Him. The whole time is like, why am I still slightly turned on? By this? It's boobs, but. My wife, their yeah. ex-wife's body, but wolf head. Wolf Maybe head. I'll fuck it. <laughs> I think I could do this. Maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, he has a fight with Zowie. Yep. And then Zowie's there, bites him, gets away. Kind of. Doesn't he bite his arm or something? Yeah, he bites the shit out of his arm and then. Yeah. What? 
He, uh, well, he shoots at him, and then Zowie jumps out the window. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. escapes. And then I have, what, were Jeff and Drew riding bikes after this? Well, they hang out for a little bit. This is the day after Jeff slept over at Drew's. Right. And then when they go their separate ways, this is where Dirt Bike Bully. Yeah. Dirt Bike Dirt Ball. Yeah. Comes roaring up on his motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> because the first note I have is fucking fatty can't turn his bike around. <laughs> it's, it's such a like clumsy scene. <laughs> it is. It's like you don't need to get off the bike to turn yeah. it around. He Just like drops turn. down and then fucking stands up, picks up his bike and like awkwardly <laughs> lifts it. <laughs> oh, oh. It's like drops a fucking candy bar out of his pocket. Or something. <laughs> it's like we needed the quick fatty fall down shot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, he kid on the punk kid, dirt ball or whatever, chasing Jeff on his dirt bike. Yeah. Pulls up next to him, grabs his handlebars, which yeah. is great. And then he's like, well, I can't remember what he says. He says something Shit. stupid and cheesy. Yeah, and then like turns his bike off a fucking like hill. Fucking cliff almost. Yeah, pretty, pretty it's much. pretty much a cliff. And I'm like, God, this guy's fucking psycho. Yeah, essentially tries to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Because he goes down there and he like, he's gonna like spin the wheel of the bike as yeah, it's like sitting and he's gonna shove Jeff's fucking face in there and like he's like have you ever seen a nose cut off by a bike before (laughs) neither have i maybe it'll kill you (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with this kid but uh gus shows up and saves jeff yeah um and he's like jeff go go home okay all right i'm out go home (laughs) and uh gus proceeds to beat up dirt ball yeah dirt ball's all like you can't touch me and then gus just like backhands the shit (laughs) (laughs) and uh while he's laying on the ground he fucking lifts up uh, his dirt bike and he's like I was just fucking with him you know it's no big deal I was just fucking with him yeah. and Gus uh, takes a dirt bike tire and starts revving it up yep. and like holding it next to dirt ball's face and Gus is all like I'm just fucking with you <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole, throughout this whole up to this point in the movie the dirt ball's on this goofy looking fucking scarf yeah he's got this long ass fucking and leg. you just know that something's gonna happen with it here now and uh it basically the scarf gets caught in the wheels of this bike and decapitates him pretty much. Well, it grinds against his face, okay. and then like he revs it up more and like grinds the shit more out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Gus just murders Dirtball. Yeah. You, you're kind of like, yes, finally kill Thank that God. piece of shit kid. Um, Drew sees this from like up above the cliff yeah. or whatever, and uh, Gus just, like chases him. Yeah, follows home. him home. Yep. Um, and uh, I have a kind of a problem maybe it's just i had a thing with me and doors this episode because remember the doors pissed me off in hardball yeah these doors pissed me off too <laughs> who has doors with key locks on the inside yeah that's a good question <laughs> so he gets in and he's in the house and locks it with the key and i'm like does that mean the turn things on the outside maybe they're in a suburb of chicago <laughs> <laughs> no they're in maine <laughs> they filmed the suburbs. <laughs> so well yeah because like he runs to try and get out the house and, and the door's like, locked. Oh, yeah. and the door's locked. He goes for the keys, and I'm like, why do you need keys to get out I of the did. house? Yeah, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> so, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Gus is there chasing Drew around, and uh, Drew has to, like, escape out of the upstairs window, and Drew's mom shows up to save him, and she's like, what's going on? And she's like, get out of here, Mom. And that's when Gus, like, jumps, jumps on, on the hood of the car. With a hammer, fucking. She's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Um, so he starts chasing them down with his cruiser because he's yeah cop. with his sheriff fucking awesome cruiser yeah I don't know what the fuck is. Uh, it's a police car but um, he's ramming them and shit and he's making all these creepy fucking looks which yeah. Clancy Brown man he's, I gotta say yeah. he's just fucking 
awesome. I am glad that we keep getting movies with him in them. Yeah. Because he's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I like his acting. I'm probably going to choose Shawshank here for one of the next coming, upcoming <laughs> episodes just because I want more Clancy Brown. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he ends up like pushing them in front of this oncoming potato truck. <laughs> and here's my thing again. Why didn't she just hit the brakes and let him go flying by? I don't know. Everybody thinks that. And then <laughs> he pushes him in front of it, and she has plenty of time to turn out of the way. Like she could have just yeah. went into the ditch and been, you know, maybe wrecked the car a little bit. But no, just full on head on crash. Maybe she wasn't truck. thinking straight after her son jumped into the car because her step, <laughs> his stepdad was trying to murder him. <laughs> maybe, or she's just stupid. One of the two. Yeah, it could be. But anyways, they crash head on yeah. into this potato truck. And uh, I kind of laughed because I was expecting it to be a produce truck, but nope. Nope. Potato. potato. <laughs> so, Car chase. Got to um, have potato. Yep. Some kind of produce. Drew and his mom die. Yeah. Um, sad face. And then uh, Gus goes back to collect the body of Dirtball. Yep. And uh, collects him, and then we go cut to Jeff's dad watching the news, and we see that Clyde's missing, and there's a news story about Drew and his mom dying. Yeah. So. Everybody paid their respects that day, and yep. blah, blah. Um, Jeff is in the attic now. He's, uh... Gathered up all of his mom's stuff and is kind of making, like... A room? Yeah. Like, Jeff's kind of, like, lost it at this point. Yeah, because you see him, he kind of, like, slowly turns his head with this creepy fucking smile, and you're, like, yeah. preparing it for mom. Yeah. And his dad's like, you know, why the fuck are you doing all this? And he's like, we can bring her back yeah. and all this shit. No, I've been waiting for this the whole movie. I'm like, obviously, they're going to bring mom back. Obviously, that's going to happen yeah. at some point. So it's like, I've kind of been waiting for this whole yeah. fucking movie. So um, so that's when uh, the dad gets called that someone took the body. Yep. <laughs> um, Gus exhumed her. Yeah. And so he goes, down, yeah, he goes down to the cemetery, and the guy's like, well, the sheriff came over, and he had a, you know, said he had a warrant to exhume the body, and then I knew something was weird when he just took the body out of the casket yeah. and started going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not how you do that. No, that's not how you do things. Um so Jeff ends up going to bury her, because you have to bury your own. Yeah. Um, Chase is on the way to Gus, and he gets attacked by Zowie. Yeah. And he ends up shooting Zowie, so Zowie's done. Now, Finally. Right? Yeah. For a second time. Yeah. Um, this is when the housekeeper, Marjorie, goes up to the attic, and is just like in awe of all Renee's stuff. Yeah, well, she's a famous actress. Yeah. She's Tried. dead, so you can play with all her stuff and yeah. dress up like her. <laughs> yeah, dresses up like her. Um Gus starts attacking Chase. Um, well, yeah, the dad or Chase goes to be like, Gus, why the fuck did you <laughs> take my wife's body? Right. And it's funny because he goes in the house, and this house is just fucked. There's like a tire fire in the fucking oh, yeah. room and fucking another fire going on right next, and it's all red and creepy. Oh, yeah. What does he do? He's just like drilling into a piece of wood too, right, or something? Well, yeah, he was, he was like, well, I was making a dog door for Zoe. Or Zoe. making a doggy door. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't need one now. <laughs> And he grabs Chase, who's got this bite in his neck now, yeah. from Zowie. Oh, and well, yeah, go on. Yeah, he, like, shoves him up against the the kitchen cabinets or whatever and just takes this power drill and drills into the Into his the fucking bite. wound. And he's like, oh, God, that's disturbing. <laughs> like, wow. And he's just about to uh, drill him in the head yeah. when uh, Chase pulls out his gun. and No brain, no pain. Yeah. Just think about it. <laughs> Shoots Gus underneath the chin and the head, and Gus dies. Yeah. So. Oh, which we never brought up either. Uh, early in the movie, real early in the beginning, when he fr- kind of first Jeff meets Gus, mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, me and your mom used oh, to be sweethearts." Yeah, that's right. 
So when uh, the dad is uh, talking to Gus, like, why'd you exhume my wife's body? He's like, because eh, I want to fuck her one I'm last time. I want to fuck her one last time. Yeah, well, it's kind of sick. Super fucked up. Yeah, so um, we cut back to the housekeeper, Marjorie. Um, she's dressing up like Renee, and Renee shows up. Yeah. Renee's back. That's why I wrote down, Mom Kills New Mom. Yep. <laughs> she, uh... You don't see it just there, but she takes a piece of broken glass and obviously kills her somehow. Yeah. Um, this is when Jeff comes in to see see Mommy, and she starts setting the fucking house on fire. Well, that's a little bit Where is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, Chase comes in yeah. and finds New Mom dead. Yep. And this is like, where we see how she was killed. Like, stabbed her in the fucking ear or eye with this piece of glass. It's like they carved out her eye and then, like, jammed yeah. a piece of glass in her ear. <laughs> it's pretty gory, yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, he sees that, and then uh, Renee and Jeff are just sitting there waiting. Yeah, and Renee's like, "What? You know, she wants Chase or whatever the dad to get back together." And mm-hmm. he's like, "You're not Renee or whatever." Yeah. So she's like, "Jeff, go wait outside. Mm-hmm. Me and your dad need to talk." Yep. And this and is her wounds start like reappearing, right? Well, not until was... the fire. Okay, yeah, that's right. But he sends Jeff to the door. He opens the door, and that's where Dirtball shows up again. Oh, yeah. and has <laughs> been brought back. He's all fucked up. Yeah, his whole, like, right side of his face is just ground to shit. Pretty <laughs> much it's hamburger. So, um, he attacks and bites Jeff. Um, and this is when Renee starts to set the place on fire. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jeff ends up electrocuting Clyde. Yeah, Dirtball. Like, just, like, shoves an <clears throat> open wire down his throat and just... Yeah. Well, the whole time he's, like, attacking with an axe and he cuts out this power line. And yep. So... Gets the advantage eventually and jams in his throat and that shoots him back. Yeah, so yeah, he's it's, fried. It's pretty badass, so... I gotta say, the electrocutions in this movie are pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So. And then, uh, Chase and Jeff escape as Mom's like, slowly starts to melt. Yeah, she, her face, her wounds are reappearing, and she's fucking, her face is just disintegrating. Yeah. And she's like, stay with me, Jeff. Like, dead is better. Dead is better. Because <laughs> apparently being dead is better. <laughs> the South Park episode. Sometimes dead is better. better. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Stotch. Don't do it. <laughs> Want to bring him back. That's actually from yeah, referencing the I'm first sure, one. I'm sure it was, yeah. <laughs> so, um. They get out of the house. Jeff and Chase end up closing up the clinic, and I'm assuming they leave town. Yeah, they're out. Yep. They get in the bed van and fucking take off. Take off. Yeah. Cut to chopper cam going over to the pet cemetery. And mm-hmm. Credits. And that's credits. That's pet cemetery too. Yeah. So. Exit on a song by the Ramones. Yep. Which is the same song they played in the first one at the credits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Which I thought was neat. So. Hmm. So. I suppose I'll take her away here. It in this is your turn. First one. Yeah. So. uh this uh, was interesting, but <laughs> not very good to say the least. Um, it did have really great gore. It just—I haven't not even seen the first one. I figured I feel like this is exactly like the first one. It is not. It's not. No. Okay. That's that's one reason I like this one. Okay. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna say it's shit because it's not shit. It's just not. I don't think it's that great. Yeah. Um, the acting. Uh, aside from Clancy Brown, everybody in this kind of just like meh. Especially Drew, like it, none of his shit was believable. And I know he's a kid actor, but yeah, you can't expect much from kid yeah, actors. But I mean, there are still some people in here that just just didn't do it for me. Even Drew's mom was just kind of like there. So, um, like you you would expect to have her to have a little more depth because obviously Gus was walking all over her, so something had to have happened to make her like that. 
And yeah, just, we really don't know what happened to yeah, Drew's dad before that either. So. Right. So, um, but yeah, like I said, the gore was good. There is, there really isn't a soundtrack to this either. Oh, then you didn't listen, my friend. Well, I mean, '90s grunge and stuff. I guess, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I guess there was some pretty good sounds in it. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. So, but yeah, now you say that, I did do remember some of that. But um, there was boobs. There was boobs. That. There was boobs. So, uh, um, I'm talking about it having it a little more fun i'm actually gonna bump it up to a five so we'll give it a five it's neither good nor bad but it's a up to your your uh prerogative if you want to check it out that's probably not the word i'm looking for but <laughs> check it out if you want to yeah okay is that it yep i'll give All it a five right, well. so oh i did um, notice music was done by mark Mothersbaugh. i have no idea who that is he did the music for rugrats Really? Yeah. That's a I, weird I remember comparison, seeing that, I remember seeing that name in the credits from watching Rugrats when I was younger. That is so, weird. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mark Brothers Bro and Danny Elfman did a lot of music for Rugrats. If there's one good thing about this movie, it's the guy who did the music was from Rugrats. Yep. <laughs> so. Well, I'm, a, I'm, almost, I'm almost on the same level as you here. Okay. <clears throat> I remember watching this movie all the time back in the day when I was, you know, down, what, 12 through years after that and yeah. I watched it. <laughs> this, this is the kind of movie I loved growing up with. <clears throat> the gore is great. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack to me was enjoyable. There's a lot of uh, songs that you may not be familiar with, but there's a lot of good songs for me, anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely within my uh, taste. And like, right. um, the acting, like you said, is, you know, it's kind of here and there. Clancy Brown obviously did a good job. Yeah. He, he's a good actor. He chews scene a little bit, but it's it's fun to watch. You know, it's creepy. Yeah, I love watching mm-hmm. him act. It's he usually does a really good job. Um, I'm really not too far off from me here. I'm at a six. Okay. Out of ten, um, it didn't hold up as much as I remember from being a kid. But you know, being a kid, you like those types of movies. Right. Well, yeah. I did anyways growing yeah. up. I love that type of shit. Just gory and fucking goofy and. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I liked it better than the first one is because it's just, it's got that oddball factor, you okay. know? It's not, it doesn't take itself seriously, you know? Okay. But yeah, six out of ten, um, it's worth a watch, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so IMDb actually rates it a 4.8 out of ten, and Rotten Tomatoes really hates this movie. <laughs> Tomato meter, 26%. And audience score thirty percent. So uh, shit ratings. Pretty shit ratings <laughs> for it. So um but we got a couple bits of trivia here for you. <laughs> I just find this kind of funny. Uh Jason McGuire, the guy who played Drew. Yep. He was very shy. Oh you mean fatty? Yeah, fatty. Fat kid? Yep, fat kid. Little tubbo? Yep. <laughs> Chunky. Chunker. <laughs> he was very shy and timid, uh, to be starring in such a big well, motion. Most fat kids are. Yep. Be starring in a big motion picture. He has since he'd only done like little elementary school plays and shit. Um but when he met uh, Edward Furlong, they instantly became best friends, and Edward Furlong became his mentor. <laughs> I don't know if I want Edward Furlong as my mentor. Which is why he's not probably all too pro- relevant today. Well, I, I wonder if that guy's still alive. <laughs> what, Fatty? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good question. Maybe. I mean, Bad Edward Furlong maybe. is. Barely. But <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's clinging in there. <laughs> he's hanging on. Still got that 90s bad boy hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards actually met his wife on the set of this film, Janine Lobel. Oh, who she is. So that's awesome. There Good was for love them. in the air. Yeah. Um, this was a movie all about love. So yeah, and 
Also interesting enough, uh, during the movie, there's a couple scenes where Chase or Anthony Edwards is watching a movie, Once Upon a Time in America, uh, who features Darlene Flugel, who was actually the actress who plays Renee Renee, in this movie. So, Which, it's funny, but Edward Furlong was watching that movie earlier in the movie, Mm -hmm. and he's watching the same scene where she's just getting bitch-smacked. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I don't know why they played (laughs) only that scene. She gets bitch-smacked and then shot. Yeah. Like, that's the scene we're going to play because that's how I want to remember my ex-wife <laughs> being hit and then shot. <laughs> there's really not too much other. Yeah, there's not and, much yeah. trivia on this one. So, but, uh, they claim the body counts 11. Yeah, like you I mentioned don't that. remember the, there being 11 bodies. No, unless, unless you're, like, recounting the deaths. Yeah, so, or counting the rabbits. Uh, yeah, if anybody watches this and can figure out where the 11 deaths come from, please write in Yeah, to please. Us. So, um and, and how uh, would they go about yeah, writing that? Yeah, it's a nice little segue there to it. <laughs> that worked out really well. Yeah. So, yeah, if you do want to write in, you're enjoying the show, want to give us some recommendations, talk shit to us, whatever, you can hit us up on Facebook. We're uh, Movies from A to B or MFAB Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at MFAB Podcast. And you can hit us up through email, mfabpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and Aaron is solely responsible for taking care of our social media. Yep, and I've so. been doing a shitty job of that, I will admit. So <laughs> I was getting there. Yeah. So You want to cut me off and steal my thunder? Okay. Nah. No, you <laughs> no, no, thunder okay. away, man. That's okay. I'm, I'm just the, the rolling fact. You, yeah, you we're bringing the storm. So. It's a work in progress with that. but so. Life happens sometimes. Yeah, life happens. So, so yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Please email us. Please comment or write us on you know facebook twitter whatever and if you can please uh go to itunes or twitter or stitcher and (laughs) leave a five-star review and uh comment or two yeah like subscribe share spread the word please do yeah we're getting out there we'll read your reviews yeah so uh uh with that being said i don't think we're gonna wrap it up here for today that sounds good all righty a little bit long yeah (laughs) thanks for listening we hope to hear see you back here again As always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Take her easy. (laughs) Next week on the MFAB Podcast, we talk about big time heists. In our third trilogy spectacular. So until then. That's a wrap. Cut.